wondered, is my baby really waking at night out of hunger or is there something else going on here? We are going to talk about whether your baby really needs a night feed or not at this point and look at the different reasons why they might be waking and how you can respond. And let's start with a quick disclaimer here. When it comes to night feeds, please remember I am giving generalized advice. If you are concerned at all about your child's feeding habits, feeding patterns, always talk to your pediatrician. They know your child more intimately and they can give you a better assessment of where your child is at, okay? So <clears throat> everything that I mention here, I don't know. Is your child gaining weight well? Does your child have a feeding issue? Are there other medical issues at play? Um, and those are absolutely things that we need to pull into this conversation. So please talk to your pediatrician if you have any questions or concerns about this. Let's jump into our very first question, which is how do I know if my baby still needs a night feed? All right, in my experience, and again, this is a generalized recommendation, I find that by six months of age, most babies are capable of sleeping all night and going a 10 to 12 hour stretch without needing a feed. Now, there's several reasons for this. On one hand, your baby is, has become a more efficient eater over those first few months of life, and so they are just much more efficient during the day at eating. They don't need to fill up at night. Also, solids usually are being started by six months, and that can absolutely help add to their calorie intake during the day, which makes night feedings just not, not necessary. Bottom line is, by six months of age, if we are talking about a healthy baby who is developing well, they are capable of getting in all of their calorie needs during waking hours, not during the nighttime hours. Of course, please remember, these are generalizations, so if you have an older baby who is past that six month point and they are still eating once a night or two or three or four or five times a night, I'm not suggesting that we just cold turkey cut all of their feeds. That's not at all what I'm recommending, but I do think you need to continue watching and see if maybe it is not a hunger issue going on, but some other reason why they are waking. The last generalization that I wanna make for you is for a four to five month old, typically I would expect to see one to two night feeds for a four to five month old who is doing well with sleep, who is gaining weight well and eating well during the day. So kind of use that as your gauge. If you have a four month old or a five month old who is still eating every two, maybe three hours, maybe less at night, there is something else going on. Hunger is not that driving issue at night unless they aren't eating well during the day. So just kind of take all those numbers in. Again, these are generalizations. I don't want you to feel forced into, you know, pushing your child to these generalizations, but it can be helpful just to know what is the norm? What can I expect out of my child? So that obviously begs the next question, brings us to the next portion of this video, which is if my baby can go longer stretches at night, or if you're telling me my baby can go all night without a feed, why are they still waking every couple hours to feed? All right, and there are a couple reasons. We're gonna walk through them quickly um, why this might be happening. So reason number one why this might be happening, your child may be legitimately hungry at night and needing lots of feeds if they have reverse cycled. So if you haven't heard of reverse cycling before, it's where a child starts feeding very frequently and taking in large amounts of their calories at night 
Then daytime comes and so does the fun and everything going on in the world and your child is distracted from eating. They're not really interested because they got a lot of food overnight and so they're not feeling especially hungry or motivated to eat. And so they don't eat much during the day. Then nighttime comes and they're starving again. So they eat a bunch at night and then daytime comes and they don't feed and it kind of just continues on this vicious cycle. So I see this happen a lot. A lot of times it will happen around that four month regression because maybe baby was starting to do longer stretches and then all of a sudden the regression hit, their sleep patterns changed, and now every time they wake up, parents are responding with a feed. So they start feeding several times a night, their daytime feeds suffer, and again, it's a cycle that continues. So this could be one reason. I would look at how much your child is taking in at night. And if they are taking very full feeds, frequent feeds, more than they need for their age, um, then that would be a sign to me that there is reverse cycling going on, especially if their daytime feeds are suffering or if they're distracted or if you feel like you're fighting with them all day to try to get them to eat. That is reason number one why you may still have night feeds in place at this point. The second reason why you may still be experiencing lots of night feedings is if feeding to sleep is one of the ways that your child knows how to fall asleep. So if your child typically needs to nurse or typically needs a bottle as they fall asleep, then it makes sense that throughout the night, it's normal for them to have night wakings, but each time they wake, they feel like they need that feeding again to fall asleep. So they may not be truly hungry for it, or at least it may not start as true hunger, um, but then they feel like they need that feed before they can fall back asleep. And again, then that can kind of play into the reverse cycling. So maybe they weren't really waking out of hunger initially, but now they're feeding so much overnight that they are hungry at night because they're not eating well during the day. So reasons one and two really often play hand in hand, um, but maybe your child isn't reverse cycling. It still could be that if they need a feed to fall asleep, they're going to expect that for their one or two night wakings that they have. All right, and reason number three, your child may have the tools to fall asleep on their own. Maybe they do it 100% of the time at bedtime and nap time. Maybe they only do it some of the time, but if they have those skills, that's great. You still may be dealing with night wakings. And a lot of times at that point, it has purely become a habit for them where they are waking up and just they're used to the routine. Wake up, someone feeds me, I go back to sleep, and they haven't ever been pushed out of that as they've gotten older. So for example, if you yourself, maybe you got into a habit of waking up at midnight and going and getting a snack in the kitchen and then going back to bed, okay? And maybe you start repeating that night after night after night after night. Now, if you're eating adequately during the day, you're not consuming that because it's a nutritional need. You're probably going to continue consuming it because it's a habit and your body's used to feeding at that time, so your body feels hungry at that time. Um, But again, if we're getting consistent nutrition during the day, if you're offering your child plenty of feeds and they're not having issues taking feeds in, then we know that this is more of a habit, especially if they already have that independent sleep skill, um, then it's just a matter of kind of breaking that overnight habit for them. All right, so I'm a big list person, so I thought we might look at some lists of, okay, these may be signs that my child is waking at night out of comfort and habit, 
or these may be signs that my child is waking at night and truly hungry for their feed. So a good sign that your child is waking out of habit would be if your child is waking up every few hours and needs a feed at night and your child is not a newborn. Okay, past the newborn stage, this conveys that it is a habit rather than a need. A more fully developed and grown baby, say four, five, six plus months, should not need to be eating as frequently as a newborn who is an inefficient eater who has a very small stomach size. So if your child is waking every couple hours to eat throughout the night, that is a sign it's of habit. If your child needs to be falling asleep during the feed in order to go back to sleep, that is another sign. So if you feed them, but you keep them awake the whole time and then put them back down awake and they require further help to fall asleep, again, this is more habit related. Or another good sign is if your child eats, but they just eat a little. So maybe they nurse, you pop them on and they nurse for a minute or two and then they're passed back out and fall asleep easily. They're not obviously taking much. It's more of that habit and comfort that they are looking for. Again, that would be another sign. Now, some signs that your baby may be truly waking and needing a feed out of hunger would be if you're offering the feed, they're taking a full feed, and you're able to keep them awake during that time, put them back down awake, and they can go back to sleep on their own. To me, that would signal this is probably a true hunger waking. Also, if your child is sleeping a long stretch, so we're talking more than one of those two to three hour stretches, they're sleeping a long stretch before they feed, that is a great sign that that is a hunger-related feed rather than a habit-related feed. And then the last big sign I would say is if they are taking in a solid full feed. They're not taking in a wimpy short feed or just an ounce here or there, but they are taking a full-on feed in the middle of the night. Again, that is another sign that it is hunger-related. So those are kind of your two lists of signs, but I do want you to remember that if we are talking about a reverse cycling situation, then your child may be exhibiting those signs of feeding out of hunger that I mentioned, but that doesn't mean that you're just out of luck, you can't adjust it at all, okay? If it is a true reverse cycling, we can work to get them out of that cycle and get them back on more of a normal cycle where they're taking in the bulk of their calories during the day and they're taking in little to none at night. So this obviously begs the question, how do I stop my child from taking unnecessary feeds? If you've decided and determined based on what we've talked about that your child doesn't really need all these feeds that they're taking at night, how in the world do we fix it? I'm gonna walk you through a couple steps, okay? So very first thing that we need to address is we need to get a sleep coaching method that we feel comfortable with. So look at different methods. I have blogs about that. I will link them in the caption below. Um, but you wanna find a method that you feel comfortable with so your child has the skills to fall asleep on their own, and then they can recreate that throughout the night for their night waking. So find a sleep coaching method that you feel comfortable with. We're gonna start by laying your child down awake at bedtime and applying that method until they fall asleep. And then once they've had a couple nights of practice at bedtime, then we're gonna to start to address some of the night wakings in the same way. 
The second thing that we need to do is we need to come up with a plan for weaning these night feeds, okay? And there's a couple options depending on your scenario, what direction you can go. So there is a gradual weaning approach that I'm gonna briefly talk through. We're gonna talk through a delayed approach, and then we're also gonna talk about cold turkey a little bit. A gradual weaning approach works best if your child is in a reverse cycling situation where they are taking in a lot of calories overnight. We are not gonna cold turkey remove those calories because we want to slowly give them the opportunity to take more in during the day and lessen at night. So with the gradual weaning method, you're simply going to shorten or um, make smaller amounts that they are feeding at every feed at night. So initially you're gonna keep all of their feeds in overnight, but if you nurse, you're going to work on cutting back the number of minutes you let them nurse. If they're nursing for 10 to 15 minutes, you're gonna cut it back to eight minutes, six minutes, four minutes, gradually work your way down so each individual feed is less volume and then they can make that up during the day. And obviously you're gonna offer more opportunities to feed during the day. If your baby takes a bottle, you're gonna decrease the ounces that you give them. So if usually they get six ounces at each feeding, you're gonna to go to five and then four ounces and then three ounces and on down. Once you are totally ready to remove some of those feedings, then you're just not going to offer them and you're gonna use your sleep coaching method instead. The next approach is the delayed approach. So this one can be a good option if you know for a fact that when your child is eating overnight, they are using it more for comfort and to pacify. They're not taking in large quantities at these feeds and it's more a quick little suck and then they're back to sleep quickly. Um, then I would use the delayed approach. And with that, you're simply going to wait 10 minutes minimum. If you can wait longer, more like 15 minutes or 20 minutes before you offer that feed, that's what you're gonna do. Maybe during that time they're upset, maybe during that time they're just in there babbling. Either way, we're going to wait 10 to 20 minutes before we offer the feed. And during that time, you may be just staying out of the room completely, staying away from them. That's a totally valid option. Or you may decide to go in and use your sleep coaching method during that 10 to 20 minute wait. Then if they're still awake or if they're still distressed, they don't seem like they're gonna go back down anytime soon, then you would go ahead and offer the feed. And if you do this enough nights in a row while also doing some sleep coaching, using your sleep coaching method so they have the tools to fall back asleep, then that's gonna give them the opportunity to work on those skills and eventually fall back asleep without needing that unnecessary feed. Then the last option, of course, is cold turkey. I would really only recommend this if your child is just down to one night feed only. This can work pretty well. Um, or if you find that you, you just know you have a stubborn um, and kind of defiant child who is willing to push the limits, who is gonna hold out for the feed, um, this can be kind of the quick rip off the band-aid option if you feel like that's your child and it would work best for them. So with this option, we just remove the feed. We say, okay, starting tonight, we are not offering a feed. And you would simply use your sleep coaching method for any waking they have. And you would use that until they fall back asleep. 
even if that takes longer. So you are definitely gonna feel like through this process, whichever option and approach you go with, that things get worse before they get better. That's pretty typical when we are changing sleep habits. So if you're ready to drop some or all of your night feedings, but you're not really sure what you're doing, you're like, okay, this was a great overview, but I need more help. I would really encourage you to check out this video here. This is gonna walk you through a readiness checklist for sleep training. So you can decide, kind of wrap your mind around the process and decide if you are ready for this next big step. Um, and then it also gives you some tools for moving forward what you can do.